Lyman Sheets, death announced. Superhoop goes into production. New P3 game released. Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine. And I'm joined here today with... I'm Martin Ayer, and I'm the editor of Pinball News. And Jonathan and I are here in our latest Pincast to talk about all the events in the pinball world through the month of January 2022. Yes, and uh, usually we say it's been quite an eventful month. Um, most of the times that's true. This time, a rather quiet month, although yeah. there, there is some shocking news. Yes, um, and normally we would start with looking at the news from each of the pinball manufacturers, but uh, this time we're going to start with what we would generally term as other non-pinball manufacturer news, and of course uh, our main headline is about the death of uh, Lyman Sheets, Lyman F. Sheets Jr., right. um, which uh, obviously was a, came as a major shock to everybody in the pinball world and everybody who knew him and his family and uh, obviously to, to his partner Penny. Right. And uh, the his death was announced on the nineteenth of January. He was uh, age fifty five, which is, I'd say, very young. Indeed, yeah. Um, all the more shocking for all the uh, all the things, all the good things we're expecting from him over the you now in in the near future with the the work he was doing on the Cactus Canyon remake. Right, and uh, apparently he'd also been signed up to do to work with another manufacturer, but that hadn't been announced yet. So um, yeah, it seemed to be a lot, a lot of good stuff coming out, and uh, obviously he's got a huge back catalogue of, uh, of of great successes, and not only uh, the uh, the work he did at uh, Williams Bally, but also all the stuff he did at Stern, and um, I, well, I mean personally, it. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a total surprise when I heard it. I know it's sometimes when you hear hear these news, you you, you just can't believe it. Um, this time, it, you know, I didn't have to sort of second source the information. It was uh, it was believable enough, and um, cause I, I know I know that um, that Lyman had had been well had had, had depression um, in his life over many years. And that can sometimes lead to um, the, the way by which we, he did die, which was uh, by suicide. So that was all the more all the more sad, as well. You know, it's um, as if it could be any sadder. And it was uh, it was all also so thinking back to all the wonderful work he's done at um, at Williams and at Stern, and you know, he'd taken games which. Had had you know, frankly been mediocre, and turned them into into gold from by, by having the Lyman touch applied to the to the game rules. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, what what was your what were your thoughts, Jonathan? Um, well, as everybody else, I was uh, shocked. Um, I didn't see it coming. Um, I met Lyman several times, um, either at the Stern factory when he was still working for Stern or at uh, Pinball Expo. Mm -hmm. um, uh, um, we weren't that close in the sense that uh, I chatted with him maybe once or twice, but um, I wouldn't say that we didn't click, but we just didn't have anything to discuss. So uh, it were always just short 
hi, nice to see you, and that was it, kind of um, uh, meetings. But um, uh, the the legacy that he leaves within uh, the world of pinball um, is tremendous. Um, I couldn't help but remember, and I still vividly remember the first time that I was a, um, um, that I discovered how to play or start up Lyman's Layman's on uh, Monster Bash. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so funny. He had uh, a great sense of humor and was able to capture that in that game as well. Um, that was just hilarious. And it's probably not appropriate to mention that now that he's no longer here. But still, whenever I get the chance of playing Monster Bash, I'll be definitely playing it in his honor. Quite right, yes. Uh, well, the um, there was a service um, to mark his life, and um, it took place on Friday, the twenty eighth of January, um, at eleven a.m. It was streamed online and can still be viewed if you would like to do that at marizzofuneralhome um, dot com uh, slash obituaries. So it's M O R I Z Z O. F-U-N-E-R-A-L-H-O-M-E dot com slash obituaries and uh, just scroll down and pick on uh, click on uh, the entry for Lyman and you can you can uh, you can see all the, uh, the eulogies and the and the tributes to to his life and work uh, from uh, a number of, uh, of family members and uh, notable pinball people as well. Right. So, um, not sure whether. Um well, uh, let's put it like this. Rumor has it that the uh, uh, the coding that he was working on with Josh Sharp uh, on um, uh, Cactus Canyon. Yeah. Um, rumor has it that that might actually be finished. So that could have been uh, that might still get released um, after all. Although Chicago Gaming may actually decide not to release it, I'm not sure. That's up to them. Uh, we haven't had uh, any confirmation that the code um, uh, is mostly finished, but that's what I have been hearing, although I can't say that... Um, I can't check whether these sources are uh, accurate in this case. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. it be, be a nice fitting uh, tribute um, to have his, his, uh, his last... Um, Magnum opus, I suppose, to to actually uh, make it into uh, into the public. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, well, obviously, um, um, my sympathies go out and condolences go out to uh, the Sheets family, Penny, and uh, and everybody else um, uh, who is devastated by this news. Yes, absolutely. Um, not really an awful lot more to be said about it at this stage, and. Um, it's it's um, it's not even one of those things where you can sort of say you can learn the lessons or uh, anything could have been different done differently because that uh, doesn't really doesn't really uh, isn't very productive or positive line of thought. But uh, we should we should celebrate the work and and the life of Lyman and uh, I think that's what he would have wanted. Right. Okay. Then um, I suppose we move on to mm. our um, uh, second headline. Um, yeah. Or do you have something else in mind? No, no, absolutely. Um, our second headline was about the the game Super Hoop, 
which uh, is being made by Bitronic. Now, um, it's not a new game, is it, Jonathan? No, uh, I was actually surprised to see that some websites are uh, uh, calling this a reveal. Um, This is a game that was already revealed at Pinball Expo 2019, which is two and a half years ago. Um, At that time, it was called Super Canasta. Uh, In Mm -hmm. the meantime, apparently the name changed, uh, but the playfield is identical, I think. Maybe some minor changes that, that aren't that obvious, but... It's um, uh, the game was 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 uh, on the show floor. Uh, it was, yeah, 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 and unplayable for for anybody who was at uh, Pinball Expo. Yeah, and it was already known uh, at that time that Bitronic would be the manufacturer. And the story is that um, uh, Antonio Arturo, who is mm-hmm. uh, uh, the main man behind Quetzal Pinball, who uh, manufactured um, Captain Nemo yeah, Pinball. Nemo. And uh, Tokyo Perfect Drift yep, pinball. Yes, um, that Bitronic either approached him or he approached them, but Bitronic was looking for a pinball design for the, uh, I suppose the the, the Spanish uh, uh, coin up amusement market, and um, Antonio offered to design the game to them, or they hired him to design the game, which he did, and that turned out to be. Superhoop, which is uh, currently in production. And, um, well, there's quite a bit of uh, news on the game, um, other than the fact that it's in production. Uh, what I find quite interesting to see is, um, uh, on the on the website of Bitronic are photos of uh, many pinball cabinets on legs, mm-hmm. which is rather surprising. Why would you put them on legs in a factory? That makes no sense to me, um, although it probably indicates that they don't have the trolleys to uh, to move the cabinets around because I, I don't recall any large uh, manufacturer manufacturing the game in, in such large quantities as they are and putting mm. the games on legs. And while we're speaking of uh, quantities, yes, apparently um, the first hundred... Uh, games have already been built, um, but it's a production of 400 in total. Mm. And um, what the game is uh, uh, obviously destined for Spanish arcades, but there's also a uh, a new distributor in France, uh, a name that we haven't heard before, uh, stepping into uh, to pinball. Uh, but that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. In Europe, RS. Uh, pinball in Austria is also uh, a distributor, and there's Nitro Pinball in Canada and uh, Flipping Out Pinball, who are also distributors for the game in uh, North America. Right. Okay. So it sounds like they've got a good distribution chain set up. Um, well, yeah, uh, it's a start, I suppose. Yeah, a little bit of history on uh, on the game. I suppose uh, the Canasta original Canasta game was a very very popular. Spanish game, certainly popular in the Spanish market. Yeah, this is uh, a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Sega Sa from 1986 game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it was it was sufficiently popular that um, it was then rethemed or rebuilt, I suppose, um, as a new Canasta. Right. Which later, is, yeah, that that was like a decade ago, I would say. Uh, yeah. By a company called Marsa Play, who actually also showed pictures of. 
I, th- I think, well, dozens of pinball cabinets being manufactured. Um, but, w- well, we've seen uh, the game at the EAG show in London, which usually takes place in January, except not this month, uh, this January. Yeah. Um, but we also remember that um, the, the the coils didn't have an endoscope switch and were actually burning on the on the show floor. It was technically a bit of a disaster, to be honest. Um, I remember playing one uh, over in Ireland, and um, it was it was uh, I don't think it was it was actually in someone's house, and it never worked the entire weekend that we were there. So that wasn't a good sign, and that that was a brand new game. So I don't think it. I don't think it ever went into into proper production that game. But there obviously, you know, the Canasta title has a a very good history to it, a very popular history in Spain. Yeah. So the, the Spanish like to play um, basketball. Yeah. So when this game, when the the game um, Super Canasta was announced um, for uh, by Antonio, um, from, as as you said, by by Quetzal for Bitronic. Um, it wasn't a surprise that uh, they used that name, but apparently, it's um, it's also intended for a, a much more international market when they're building 400. So, and the game, as far, as far as I'm aware, that everything in the game is in English rather than being Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, for the the, the English speaking market, I think the the use of the word canasta in the title became problematic, and it could be confused with the canasta card game. So better just to change it from Super Canasta to Super Hoop, and Canasta being Spanish for basket. Uh, right. Hoop. So it's just an, an anglicised version of this of the same title. Yeah. So hence Super Hoop, which is which was Super Canasta as we said. And uh, interestingly, on the Bitronics website, um, Bitronic website, uh, they have a price there of four thousand six hundred and fifty euros plus VAT. Which right. is obviously going, to, obviously going to vary by uh, by country is exactly what the what the VAT or tax rate is, and um, and obviously if, if it's in North America, they have different taxes as well. There they won't have VAT; they'll have uh, sales tax and, uh, and, and shipping taxes. shipping costs that also need to be recouped, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, which uh, as we have spoken about before is is not cheap at the moment. If you're wanting to send anything uh, across the seas. By container, it's right. uh, it's not not cheap and it's not quick, right? So, but um, so uh, while we can't show you any pictures, although uh, they will be in the Pimble Magazine uh, newsletter if you subscribe to them, um, uh, what we can say about the game is it's mostly single level, but I think one ramp. Um, it has five flippers, a fifteen-inch uh, video monitor, um, and the back glass. Uh, according to the website of Bitronic, can be um, uh, personalized. I'm not sure how, but um, there must be a way that you can uh, either choose from different back glasses or maybe have uh, clothes in uh, special color themes if if that's what you prefer, so it matches your favorite theme, something like that. Mm. Yes, yeah, so, um I, I certainly got information about about this uh, 
this version of it uh, back in October, and there was a video I think put on YouTube at around that around about that time. Yeah, which has uh, been viewed already close to a thousand times, so it's hardly a reveal. But okay, continue. Yeah, I've, I've got all all the rules information here as well, which uh, it, it seem fairly simple rules, uh, not overly complicated, which uh, is maybe a good thing, and maybe it's, and and I guess intentional for for the market which it's intended. But it looks uh, looks like a fun game, and uh, the price is is attractive. It's uh, obviously going to come in under the price of uh, any any other manufacturer's uh, regular oh, yeah. operating for, operational game. For the European market, this is a, this is uh, probably the best price for a new pinball that that we that, that's currently on the market. I thought for a minute you were going to say for the European market, it's a slam dunk. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't. So uh, I'm glad you did. No, yeah, that would have been far too cheesy. So, uh, uh, yeah, um, not really an awful lot more to say about that game at the moment. Um, have a look at the Bigtronic website. It's a bit of a work in progress um, on on their site. You need to need to get to the uh, the page for the Super Hoops by going up to the very top um, and going uh, onto the pro- products. Um, uh, products page, product page, and, and then under the, the game, game Bigtronic tab. Yes. Yeah. Then super they, they, pinball. If you try to go through uh, through the main page, it doesn't actually get you anywhere, which is a bit weird. But uh, as I say, yeah. uh, they are working on it, and uh, I'm sure it'll be be uh, be more prominent on the front page, and with proper links in in due course. But uh, yeah, go and have a look and uh, and see what you think. Right, and uh, well, uh, one more thing about Bitronic. Um, they're not a new manufacturer. In fact, they're a uh, a manufacturer of casino equipment and have been around for um, some time already, and they also produce dart machines. Mm-hmm. So they're not new to coin up and and so on, uh, which hopefully will help them uh, get the game out there. Yeah, good. Well, let's uh, look, look forward to playing the, the very latest version of it. Um, I'm sure it'll be turning up at, uh, at pinball shows uh, around the world fairly soon. Yeah, hopefully. So. Okay, moving on then. Um, our uh, our third headline was about a new game for the P3 pinball platform from Multimorphic. Right. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to? Uh, no, I don't. No. no, no okay. This, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's uh, no. Sure. Um, it's a new game developed by uh, Nicholas uh, Baldrich, um, who already developed quite a few. Um, uh, new games for existing playfield modules on the uh, uh, Multimorphic P3 platform. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, this one is uh, none other. It uses the... Um, trying to see if I quickly see which uh, module it uses. Can't it uses keep... the Cannon Lagoon playfield Action. module. Okay, right. Which is uh, sort of... A, um, the Cannon Lagoon one is more of a children's... Yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, yeah. basic with just yeah. a few shots on the upper, on the uh, upper module. Yeah. Um, this <coughs> Sorry. This game is called Flipper Foxtrot Rhythm Explosion. Yeah. Oh, FFRE. I was going to say, can we <laughs> find an, any, uh, a shorter name for that? Yeah, otherwise, otherwise, although it's a quiet month, it will be a very long podcast otherwise. We yeah. have to keep saying that every time. Right. So it's a mix of a, uh, a rhythm game and pinball, which actually is not the first time I think uh, we've seen something uh, like that. Um, 
Although the, the, well, there have been games where you have to repeat a certain rhythm that the game is indicating. Yeah, I was thinking about the Elvis game where, you, where the video mode is you have to hit the flipper buttons as the as the notes or the arrows um, reach the left hand side of the screen. This is a similar thing, except there there are actually four buttons you can use because the uh, the P3 has, I think, by default has three flipper buttons on each side. Yes, and this is uses uh, two of them on each side, and um, Basically, there are four columns, and uh, the symbols move up to the top, and you have to hit the, the appropriate button as it reaches the top in order to keep your combo going. And uh, if you miss any of those, you know, you, you know any of them get passed, and you didn't press the button, or you press the wrong button, then the ball a ball is launched onto the play field, and then you have to the all the uh, the video aspect of, of the game stops. And you have to then lock the ball back into one of the lanes at the top before you can carry on your game. Right. So, so pinball is sort of like the the side game. Yeah, it's almost like a penalty if you if you uh, if you mess up the the video aspect of it. Right. Uh, but it's uh, it, uh, it seems to have a whole number of different levels to it. You know, it starts off easy, you know, like these games always do, and uh, gets harder the, the further into you get. And there are, there are combo numbers of combos to achieve. You know, to hit the fifty or hundred combo um, levels, and um, and from the very start, you can you can pick whether you're you know you're beginner, easy, medium, or hard levels as well. Right. And as with as with um, all these um, games which don't require a dedicated upper playfield module, then uh, you can just download them from the from the game. It's from the P3 itself. You know, the P3 is operating system. You can right. you can go you can buy the game, which costs one hundred and forty nine dollars, and is available from the Multimorphic um, website multimorphic.com uh, add it to your account and then it will appear as a, as a download in your on your p3 machine if you have one right so um, um, if I understand it correctly it's sort of a guitar hero meets pinball yeah I think so yeah yeah it's good uh, good description well, yeah. guitar hero was very popular for uh, quite a while so um, hopefully this will bring uh, um, uh, more people into um, uh, considering a p3 a pinball machine for their home. Well, that's a nice variation, isn't it? On you know, not not everything on the on the P3 has to be strictly pinball, and this this is a nice way of, of using the, the the hardware in a different way. Right. Okay. So um, uh, I I suppose that's all there is to um, uh, to mention about this game. Uh, yeah. But obviously, there's other manufacturers also uh, building pinball or at least trying to. Uh, let's take a look at them as well. Okay, well, uh, it's been a busy month for Stern Pinball. And, uh, in the last Pincast, we uh, we covered the launch of their new Rush game. Which and was early January, to be uh, precise. We hold off our uh, previous, uh, our, uh, last recording a, a few days. But it was that's right. yep. this month. It yes, was, last yeah. month. Yep. Uh, so we, we covered the launch of that, or the reveal of it. And um, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to get to play Rush fairly soon after it was revealed. Um, there was a, a premium model, a pre-production premium model um, at an arcade in London, and um, I I happened to be in London, and so I I, I wandered over to uh, the Funland Arcade in um, Russell near Russell Square Tube Station and and played it there. And I think it's now available for everyone to play. 
Okay. And uh, it was fairly early software on that game. Uh, I don't think it was intended for people to play. Actually, when I went there, it was turned off, to be, truth be told. And uh, I don't think it was it was supposed to be played, but I turned it on and, and played it anyway. And, uh, and then it. The, the owner of... <laughs> you have to tell the full story. Then the <laughs> owner of the arcade came down because he got well, a call from Stern Pinball that somebody was playing the game while they weren't supposed to. No, well, that's not quite the case. Um, yeah, I, I did say, I, I know the owner of the arcade, and I said, I, uh, I turned the game on, um, the, the, the chap who was in charge of the arcade came over and said, oh, you're not allowed to play that. I said, it's all right, uh, I know the owner, he, I'm sure he'd be okay with me playing it, which I am sure he would be okay with me playing it. Um, so I, I played I played a few games, I, I paid for the games, huh? and uh, yeah, they use a card system there, so I've now got a card with quite a few credits left on it which uh, i didn't use up and it uh, yeah seemed pretty fun uh, from what i could see although there was obviously quite a quite a bit of uh, quite a bit missing in the, in the software you know the, the uh, mystery award was always the same i think it was uh, you know like two two hundred fifty thousand points always and nothing else no mystery the, to that no well, as it turned out and there was no i don't think there was even any any band uh, videos in the game either it was uh, all uh, computer graphics so but all the all the songs were there and the basic rules were there the there were lots of things on the playfield that didn't light up correctly um there was like an extra ball was uh, announced and said extra ball is lit but extra ball actually wasn't lit anywhere and um and then it would say extra ball you can get the extra ball at this side scoop uh, but uh, I don't think is right anyway. But I shot the side scoop and nothing happened. So I don't know. As, I guess that's why I didn't want people playing the game because there was so much that wasn't in it at that stage. Um, but yes, yeah, so after a while, the, the owner did turn up and uh, was a bit surprised to see that I was playing the game. And he said, um, no problem with you playing it, but when you finish, can you switch it off to make sure nobody else plays it? I said, I was going to do that anyway. But yeah, okay, sure, no problem with that. Um, by which time I'd built up five credits on the game well it seemed a bit of a shame but i thought i'll i'll, I'll leave it then at that point and because uh, it's it's got the stern insider connected to it but i was i had been told that it, it wasn't connected but uh, the owner of the arcade said uh, no, actually it is and um when it when we first installed it it wasn't to be played yet and uh, it was being played and stern knew it was being played from looking at the from the insider connected so that they could see the game was being played and who was and how many games were being played and when it was being played and um, so they said that they will know that you've done it. So I said, well, that's all right. I don't mind putting my hand up and saying if anybody's in trouble, it's me for turning it on. It's not your fault. Um, right. But I don't suppose and I don't suppose they'd mind that much if I was just playing it to find out, you know, from a journalistic point of view, what the game was like. Um, so I no, played a few games and, and left it at that. And uh, right. So so big brother Gary is watching you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably more likely to be George, but uh, as it, as it's his his baby. But um, yeah, you. Uh, I mean, there was never any question that the Stern would would have access to that kind of information. But uh, and they're going to be very um, protective of the of a, a game like that, which is a premium pre production model. Right, but uh, so it, it still surprises it me. Shouldn't that, be out there, really. <laughs> it still surprises me that somebody is apparently monitoring mm. which games that are not supposed to be played are being played. Mm. Yes. Well, I guess it's because it's a very high-profile 
title and launch, and uh, they want to want to show the best of their game. So right. uh, not really uh, hugely surprising, but uh, yeah. there you go. Um, okay. So well, speaking of Rush, um, designer John Borg um, and uh, software lead uh, Tim Sexton were a special guest on the Marco Specialties uh, Pintech Live, where they discussed uh, all things Rush. Um, in the Pimmel Magazine newsletter, there will be a link to that uh, replay of that um, uh, episode, if you're, uh, if you're interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, well, Stern um, uh, announced, uh, for, um, uh, for those of you who are fans of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that they are... Um, uh, teaming up again with uh, uh, Nika, N-E-C-A, no idea who they are, um, um, with some uh, 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 apparently limited um, uh, collector's edition items, whatever, uh, um, which we have uh, action figures of um, uh, Shredder and what have you, which is now the third time that they are being offered. So either they're not that limited or they have really a difficult time getting rid of those. Um, I think it's a different mix of products in this this particular loot crate, as I think they call it. Um, that's sort of basically a box with various themed uh, items in it, like a pizza magnet, um, keychain, a beanie hat, a T-shirt... Uh, actually, yeah, it does sound vaguely familiar. All that doesn't it? it? Sounds almost exactly like what was in the last one, but I think yeah. it, I think it is slightly different. But um, oh, well. Well, so anyway, well, it's available as sixty nine dollars. Sorry, sixty five. Sixty five ninety nine. Yeah. Yes, sixty four ninety nine. Whatever. So uh, if you're uh, if you're into that and you'd like to believe you have something collectible, then uh, by all means, knock yourself out. Yeah. I uh, don't know where they're available from, but... Uh, the, Stern, uh, the Stern shop. Oh, okay, right. So, plus shipping on those then as well. But uh, I don't know whether they're available in, in any of the um, sort of major US supermarkets or uh, stores, which as they have been in the past. Yeah, no, I think these I are think the leftovers from there. Uh, oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I understood that they sold out very quickly in all the Walmart stores. Yeah, uh, they, but... I think each store only had like two or three of them. But they they all seem to go fairly quickly. So yeah, if you I missed out that, on them, I call that a distribution clusterfuck. <laughs> sorry. Oh well. So um, yeah. uh, well, time for my nap and for you to tell uh, about new game code. Yeah. Well, again, um, in last month we were saying how busy it was in the, in the run up to Christmas for all the uh, all the new code, and um, January has been only slightly less busy because there is. Um, there's a new version of Monsters Code out, version 1.11. Um, quite a few changes to that, to how gameplay features work and some extra speech, but it hasn't got Insider Connected yet. I understand that's still um, subject to licensor approval, which is something which is, has been holding up a few things, including The Mandalorian, uh, which also doesn't have Insider Connect yet, but it does have a new version. 1.02, uh, minor minor stuff, bug fixes and a few small tweaks. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman 66 does get Insider Connected, though, added to it in version 1.06, and a few minor tweaks as well. And uh, it brings the sort of rest of the operating system up to date with the things like all the audio equalizer settings, variable bat box lighting, you know, controls of what happens with the start button, that kind of stuff. Uh, Godzilla... 
um, Stern's previous title. That gets a big update, version 0.9, with uh, changes to the school shot awards, um, some new Rage Combo awards, City Carnage bonus, um, a new one of those, um, Godzilla control perks, and uh, a lot more uh, sound and lighting effects, and some new call-outs. So, yeah, quite a big uh, update on Godzilla. Rush, um, the current title that we've just been talking about, that's got a, a new version, 0.86, uh, only for the Pro, because I think the Pro's the only model that's out there at the moment, or at least, <laughs> presumably, it's the only one they finished the the code for, um, up to up to this level. So, Pro version 0.86, um, some bug fixes and rule changes, which is kind of standard for this this part of the uh, development cycle. New lighting effects as well, if you buy and add on the expression lighting system, which doesn't come with the Pro model, uh, but you can buy it and plug it in, and uh, it is supported in the operating system. So it's now got some new lighting effects, if you had done that. And uh, so those five games, Monsters, Mandalorian, Batman, Godzilla, and Rush, are the uh, recipients of new code in January. Woohoo! Yeah. Yes, okay. And that concludes our news <laughs> on uh, Stern Pinball. I think it does, yeah. Um, across oh. the road, there's not really much news at all. Um, no. Jersey Jack. Well, they're having a... Um, um, uh, busy time, I suppose, uh, cranking out Guns N' Roses games for as far as possible. Um, uh, I think it's only fair to say that all manufacturers are still suffering from supply chain issues, including Stern Pinball, who have been um, uh, doing some um, uh, older titles in between because they couldn't uh, start either with uh, newer games or uh, other games that are in demand, Godzilla, for example. Um, so uh, they fall back on all the titles and put them back into production, uh, Deadpool uh, mm, being yes. one of them uh, the past yep. month. Um, uh, Jersey Jack, um, as far as we know, not so much, um, but they're still building Guns N' Roses and there's no other title that they're currently building as far as we know. No. But they did release a, uh, a rule set flowchart for Guns N' Roses. I think they did that Previously, also for uh, for other games. Mm, yes, indeed. Yeah, um, uh, you can download that on uh, jerseyjackpinball.com. Yes, um, complicated game, I think. So it's probably worth studying that to see how the uh, how the rules work. If you're uh, going to be getting or going to be playing one and you're not really familiar with it, right. uh, for instance, if you especially if you're going to be playing it in tournaments, so it'd be good to know. Um, Still no updates for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean yet to uh, to add the score bit feature, which uh, which is available for all the other models. But um, apparently it's still in in beta testing, uh, but hasn't been released. So it's a bit surprising that I don't know whether it's um, it's awaiting license or approval from Disney for that. But um, it's been a long time now, and people are getting a bit antsy when they when uh, Jersey Jack show the lineup of, of games all with score bit and online connectivity and Pirates of the Caribbean's not in that lineup and notable by not being there. So hopefully that'll get sorted soon and uh, they'll then they'll the owners of those games will be able to join the score bit world and uh, and download their updates and uh, and up, upload their scores uh, wirelessly. Right. Okay. So um um other um <clears throat> News on on pinball manufacturing all the way across the pond, I would say, uh, mm-hmm. heading to 
Australia. Mm-hmm. Not mu- <coughs> Sorry, not much news from Haggis Pinball other than that they um, uh, indicated that Fathom Revisited is now being manufactured. Yeah. Um, although which we... is something that we'd like to believe. Yeah, well, they, it... they did say it. So, But as you say, we, we haven't seen any pictures or videos of the manufacturing process. And as we know, Damien has been you know, very... Uh, proactive in in producing videos and uh, showing pictures of the work so far in the factory towards doing Celts, right? Which I understand have all been made, but um, so far all we had is you no know, Fathom revisited is being manufactured, and that's it, and no no pictures or indication of how many or uh, no. It'd be nice to see some on the line, I guess. Uh, Yes. Always a reassuring, uh, reassuring sign for those who've uh, pre-ordered it. Yeah. Also, uh, it might encourage additional sales. The re- revisited one might be sold out, but the classic uh, model is still available, I suppose. Mm, that's the Mermaid edition, yeah, which is yeah. The, uh, the, the the limited, the uh, the sold out one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. indeed. Well. So we we'll, 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 we hope to find some, uh, see some pictures or and or video uh, from Haggis soon, but. Uh, Anyway, congratulations to them, anyway, in, in getting Celts done and uh, moving on to, uh, to Fathom Revisited. Right, okay. So, um, staying on that side of the world, um, Homepin in Taiwan um, have been uh, teasing the uh, arrival of parts for uh, This is Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. Um, they also showed a picture of uh, the cabinet, uh, um, the, the front of the cabinet, with the, uh, the start button, which says... Let's boogie. Mm. Um, I had to check a uh, a small clip to uh, understand the reference to uh, Spinal Tap, but um, yes, that is a reference from the movie, so I get it. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm not that familiar with with it. So it, it I kind of uh, assumed it was, but uh, but the front of the cabinet almost looked like a Union Jack flag uh, from yes. the U- from uh, the UK, but isn't because it's missing some bits. So it's a bit odd. Um, although pinball manufacturers haven't been great at uh, reproducing the Union Jack flag uh, reliably or correctly, thinking back to Austin Powers, which was also wrong. But um, maybe maybe that's intentional. Cause I'm, I know uh, that Mike... Creative freedom, uh, Mike. Uh, well, Mike's, Mike's a bit of a stickler for accuracy. That's all. He can be, you know, be quite pedantic if, uh, if, if things are wrong particularly grammatically. So to, I don't suppose that would be a deliberate error or a, uh, sorry, an accidental mistake. It, if it's not the Union Jack, it's probably because it's not meant to be. Or uh, or maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's a, an in-joke as part yeah. of the... Uh, well, uh, I suppose I need to watch the movie soon. Uh. <laughs> uh, I wonder what it's like, you know, like the, uh, the Stonehenge thing, you know. Right, okay. And, um, uh, well, I wish there was more news to report. Um, unfortunately, it's that time of the year again. Mm. Um, Chinese New Year, which means that um, uh, the company is basically closed and all their suppliers also are yeah, closed. Yeah, everything shuts down in, in China and uh, associated territories or uh, n- n- nearby territories and that part of the world. Right. Um, so it's probably, what, two weeks to a month of uh, where everything stops. Uh, uh, 
Well, I think the, the the celebration for New Year is only like a week or so, but mm-hmm. um, people tend to uh, to go to family overseas or uh, yeah, take since, time off and yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it it takes it takes time takes some time before everybody's back uh, um, uh, in business. So yeah, speak. it's a bit like a bit like here with Christmas and New Year because uh, everything sort of shuts down just before Christmas and doesn't really open up again until like, like the fourth of January. Depending on um, where Christmas, New Year fall in the in the calendar, but uh, so that's no, it's best part of uh, two weeks really. Right. Okay. So, oh well. So that's that's all the news from. Um, uh, I'm hoping. Yeah. Hoping. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm looking at. I'm looking at, at at the wrong sheet, and I call out the wrong name. Sorry about that. Close enough. Um, okay, so let's move on to uh, one of the other oh, manufacturers. Big one, big one. Oh, which one are you going to go with next then? Um, well, I guess the, the long story dragging on is uh, Deep Root Pinball. Um, any news on that? Um, as as we said before, the, the wheels of justice or uh, uh, legal proceedings drag on and, and take forever to uh, to actually reach any kind of conclusion. But there has been a new motion filed by the landlord um of the of the office or the the building where deep root was based in fact it turned out that they had two offices in different uh different buildings on the same road they um they were at uh 12669 silicon drive in san antonio and also at 12621 silicon drive so for some reason they needed more space than they could have got and uh, had to have a second building. So anyway, the, the landlord of those, those has, uh, has um, filed a motion with the court who's, who's investigating or uh, dealing with the bankruptcy of Deep Root companies, including Deep Root Pimble, asking for permission to appoint a, an auctioneer to sell off the uh, assorted assets, which means parts, inventory, equipment and furniture, in those two properties, which were used by Deep Root Pinball. Yeah, um, I think I've seen a list of uh, um, uh, items being auctioned off. Um, nothing spectacular, like a desk, a computer, personal stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, um, I think I saw that earlier. And yeah, there was nothing there that you'd think, oh, uh, anything that's specifically pinball-related. There was, there was manufacturing equipment, you know, like um, circuit board, um, making machines and things like that, and um, CNC routers and um, various other uh, you know, industrial equipment, but um, no no signs of any sort of pinball collectibles like actual machines or white woods or anything like that. So, yeah. what happened to all that? We don't know, and a few other people don't quite know what happened to that either. But it may be that it's it's elsewhere. But that's for the uh, the bankruptcy. Um, the, the, the people dealing with the bankruptcy to actually work out where all those assets disappear to, but right. in the meantime, the landlord has basically asked, "Can I, can I, can I get rid of all this stuff that's in there so I can uh, let the properties out to other people now? Because it's been a while and uh, it's just sitting there with, with all this stuff in it, and uh, the landlord's not getting any uh, any rent on those properties. So uh, yeah, understandably, they want uh, they want it back." So in order to do that, they have to clear it out and get rid of the the content. So that's what they're being asked for. So you know, maybe you'll see um, some deep root pinball items coming up for sale fairly soon. 
Well, can't wait. <laughs> will be the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see. Uh, no pre-orders, though. So. Yeah, so... Um, Pimple Brothers, um, that's in Europe, um, um, mentioned that the first batch of Alien LV models are in final tests and uh, they should be shipping out shortly. There's uh, plenty of pictures of those games uh, on their uh, Pimple Brothers Facebook page, if you're interested in checking that out. And, um, well, they also had this uh, auction for the uh, LV426 number, um, which ended on January 22nd. As far as we know, uh, no winner has been announced yet, but the highest bid uh, that we've seen, which was actually right there at the beginning, was uh, $10,000. Yeah, we reported on, on that bid last, last month, and it uh, looks like it hasn't been in- increased, which is no big surprise, because a lot of money to pay just for a number it doesn't get you the machine it just gets you the right to have the the lv426 number on it right so whoever so. whoever put that bid in early i think uh, killed off any other bids so yeah uh, i guess they got enough money to uh to, to do that so uh, well, for 10k you, for 10k you think you get the game as well <laughs> yeah nope sadly not no yeah. anyway Anyway, no other news I don't think from Pinball Brothers. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to um, let's move up to Wisconsin and, and Spooky Pinball. Um, not much news from them either, except that they they are having a an anniversary. They marked nine years of uh, pinball making this January. Uh, well, actually, it's February, I think, wasn't it? The start of February. Yeah, uh, so, so congratulations. Marked. Yeah, congratulations, nine years. Doesn't time fly? Uh, Apparently it does, yes. And, um, well, obviously uh, America's Most Haunted was their their first game, although they, uh, at that time, they were still calling it something else. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, Hmm, good question. I'm sure as soon as you say it, it will... will, uh, Ring a bell in my mind, but I can't remember what it was called either. Yeah, no, we, uh, because I've, uh, I remember seeing uh, different back glasses at uh, Pinball Expo. Mm. Um, I remember seeing it at, um, I think, Midwest Gaming Classic, I think, was where I saw it. Uh, yeah. It was so, in, anyway, uh, in someone's hotel years, room. <laughs> nine years um, on their way to their first decade of uh, being a pinball manufacturer. Congrats uh, to them, and... Um, Hopefully more news soon. Yep. Staying in North America then um, and heading south a little bit to Cicero in uh, Chicago suburbs and Chicago Gaming, who uh, appear to be, I don't know if they're expanding or they're looking to, to fill existing positions, but they are advertising for a number of positions. And they are, Jonathan. A CNC router operator. If you're uh, capable of operating a CNC uh, machine um, maybe your calling is to work for Chicago Gaming they're also looking for a cabinet assembler um, and we've both had, both had the tour uh, mm-hmm. which means that you get to play with the big press yes and you have to enjoy the uh, the smell of uh, wood dust as well yeah So, uh, but that's where uh, mouth masks are uh, 
uh, come into play to make sure that you don't cough up sawdust uh, whenever <laughs> you sneeze. <laughs> so, um, and they're also looking for an electronics technician. Mm. And, uh, uh, what I found interesting is that um, I think this is the first time that Chicago Gaming is actually advertising these positions on their Facebook page. Um, so there, um, my, my guess is they're trying to reach a uh, broader audience um, not sure where they were looking for people uh, previously, but uh, if you fancy working in a pinball factory, then uh, most certainly contact Chicago Gaming. Yes, and uh, I think it, in fact for the uh, CNC router operator, it actually said that no experience was necessary. So if you wanted to uh, get into uh, that that side of uh, the business, then that's that's probably a good route, a good route to take. Get it, route. Right. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Yes. Hear me laughing? Ha, ha. Yes, very good. Okay. Yeah. Right. <sighs> um, Pimble Adventures is a little bit uh, more north, Canada. Mm. Um, yeah, Vancouver area. Yeah. Yep. And, um, um, well, we've been teasing, or they have been teasing, actually, the uh, uh, the production of Punny Factory. Um well, the month of January saw only two new posts on their uh, Instagram account. Um, one of the underside of uh, a playfield, which I assume is the same playfield that we saw last month. So yeah. while it's being more populated, um, it's not a very uh, 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 a speedy process, I would say. No, there's, there's more on it than there was last month, but... Um that's a month later, so we assume it's a month later. Yes, and um, uh, one of the things that caught my eye immediately was uh, the lamp holders, which are um, all individually individually screwed with two uh, nuts on the playfield, and then uh, they're made of metal and yeah. quite quite substantial looking brackets, really. Right, um, but obviously. Um, well, uh, other manufacturers uh, came up with uh, PCB boards to hold uh, lamps in there um, as it's more uh, efficient to, to manufacture that way because screwing, I don't know, let's say 20 lamp holders under a play field, it's going to take a lot more time than when you can do it with four PCBs and a, a lot less screws. But okay... Um, they also showed a photo of uh, rubber rings, uh, flipper buttons, and all sorts of other parts um, uh, that apparently arrived. Mm, yes, um, lots of them. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, finally, production soon. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that sort of, uh, I think last time um, um, we were talking about this, and I mentioned the fact that the, the solenoids were were mounted on that uh, underside of the playfield of the Punny Factory and only had very short leads before they came to a connector. And I was wondering how they were going to link together because there didn't seem to be much space for a circuit board to go in there, uh, a driver board. And if, it, uh, if, if there was, then it would have to be pretty close to where the solenoids were because they were literally, you know, about... Um, looked about I was going to say about... about about 10, 10 to 15 centimetres long, four to six inches, um, which doesn't give you very far to, you know, to run them to a board. If they're all the, all, they've got four solenoids in a row and they all need to go to the same board, that board can only be 
It needs to be very, very long or it's going to be uh, very, very close. Um, that that wasn't resolved from this picture because those solenoids were exactly the same as they were then. But the there were some um, some lamps, I think, which were um, which were connected up, and uh, they appeared to be uh, daisy chained together on a uh, like a four wire bus, which um, is interesting. Uh, I, it looked like the switches were going to be on a, on a matrix, but um, maybe they're not going to be. You know, because they, they had short cables as well. So it's uh, interesting. There is some, uh, you know, it's not just a, an old-style uh, matrix or everything. So the lamps are are uh, individually controllable by the looks of it, which is, is good. But uh, as, as we were saying just now, it looks to be somewhat over-engineered as far as the mounting of them goes. As, he's, as, as Jonathan says, so other manufacturers, PCB, one screw into the playfield, done. This has got a big metal bracket for every single lamp, that's, um, and that bracket's got two screws to hold it on. So it's uh, it's going to be heavy under there as well, but it's going to be pretty solidly mounted. So, you know, it swings around about, but uh, interesting uh, approach that they're taking for, towards that as well as everything else um, in their games. Right, okay. So then um, there's uh, two companies where uh, we... Can be rather quick or short or mm. whatever you want. Dutch pinball, no news. No, and um, American pinball, no, no news. news. <laughs> Yet it's a uh, no news show. Um, we are assured there will be some news coming from American pinball fairly shortly, but uh, probably not in time for this particular recording. So. Uh, Shame about that, but uh, I heard some rumors which I'm not going to mention. No, but um, yeah, we might be. Um, well, hopefully, we get David Fixon on. Yes, well, if it's uh, no, if it's at all possible, we will get him on, and we can he can give us the latest because it's you know it's it's a year he's been there, and I think it'd be nice to look back on the past year of American Pinball and look forward to what's coming up, given uh, the the upcoming news. But right. uh, we, we can't preempt that, and uh, we will uh, announce that as soon as we can. Right. Okay. Um, earlier on, we uh, we already talked about uh, the Pinball Brothers. Um, well, there's a, a small bridge to Pedretti Gaming uh, from that, um, as Pedretti Gaming have announced the, uh, the Funhouse 2.0 uh, upgrade kit mm -hmm. uh, called uh, Rudy's Nightmare. Um a lot of people were enthusiastic about uh, an upgrade for this game, and the kit looks uh, looks very interesting. Um, but we hadn't seen any gameplay videos yet. Um, well, finally, they are there, and uh, uh, you can check them out on uh, on YouTube. Uh, there's a topic on the pin side as well, where the videos are, uh, where links can be found as well. Um, don't get carried away in all the. Uh, <laughs> emotions either positive or negative yeah on pin side you mean yeah well yeah in that topic but on pin side in yeah. general as well yes and um yeah it was uh, uh i think they took an, an interesting approach it's a completely different game as you might expect um and then yeah, well uh, i suppose some people are very nitpicky into uh, uh, in, in in certain areas which they have every right to be so um, 
some people will uh, will be will be very happy with this, and other people, maybe it's not for them. Yeah, when I when I first um, saw the details of it, I had a number of suggestions as to how it could have been or could be improved. But uh, by that by that stage, it was pretty much all done and dusted and been signed off by the licensors at um, Planetary Pinball and Scientific Games. So I don't think anything was ever going to change with that. But um, yeah, I, I do things slightly differently in, in some areas. Um, and people are on, on pin side, as they typically are, are, are very voluble in uh, expressing their opinions on, on what they would have done and or indeed whether they actually absolutely love what they've got. So uh, all all variety of opinions are available. Right. Okay. Then, um, well, um, since we're on the uh, sort of other news uh, topic, mm-hmm. um, I, I just remembered, um, I think, well, I know, I saw a commercial for the uh, Dutch Pinball Museum um, online, which I suppose is on the, uh, can be found on YouTube. Uh, I hadn't seen it before, so I figured it would be, uh, something that was recently posted. Mm-hmm. Um, it has uh, the approach of you always remember your first. Mm. Saucy. Which, uh, yeah. Um, which, uh, in case of pinball, um, that's actually, uh, in a lot of cases, true. That uh, There's a lot of people uh, remember playing their first pinball machine. Yeah, I have to admit, I can't remember playing my first pinball machine. I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then it was it was a long time ago for, for some of us, and uh, maybe for others it was a little more recent and, and fresher in their memories. Uh, can, can you remember what yours was, Jonathan? Um, yeah, I think I can. Um, I think that was a um, victory. Uh, Gothic Mario. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with mm-hmm. Mario Andretti as a, or or that racing theme. I yeah, racing theme. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah th- I think that was it. But I only remember the cabinet, the the, <laughs> the yellow yellow cabinet. Oh right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. And then I remember playing Xenon and Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man. So it was that 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 period. Right. So, and okay. come to think of it, that victory must have been way later yeah. than Xenon. Yeah. So, so yes. it must. Oh no! Actually, I, I oh, um, Honey Williams Honey. Oh, uh, a, a neighbor had one, oh. uh, but that was only after I already discovered pinball. So it wasn't the first, but um, one of the first. Right, one of the first you remember. Oh, I remember. Yes. I remember some of my earliest t- uh, games. They were played at college, um, which was when I first got into pinball. So they would have been um, games like um, Black Knight. Um, there was also Jungle Lord. Uh, those those up those two level Williams games, along with um, games from uh, like Eight Ball Deluxe and um, uh, Dolly Parton, Harlem Globetrotters, which, um, and um, Matter Harry or Matter Harry. Right. Yeah. It's uh, a great game. Yeah, those are my yeah. own inputs. Anyway, we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about the news. And, yeah, well, uh, I think we're uh, we're mostly done with that. Um, I think uh, all the, all the big topics that we wanted to discuss have been uh, discussed. Well, I just wanted to mention about the there was the Pinball Industry Awards, which were announced this week. Right. Um, voted by a selection of. Um, I, I suppose I would say hand-selected judges, 
because uh, okay. you, you had to... Uh, I was not part of them. You had to submit your uh, your application to be a judge and, and you had to be a podcaster or a writer or uh, something. Oh, I, yeah. I could have been a judge. Oh, you absolutely could have been, yeah. Um, and then um, basically you were then sent the, the voting form and filled it in and... Um, and and this is where we find out what the results were. I mean, pretty much a uh, a clean sweep of, of most best game awards for Godzilla, which uh, I'd come no surprise to me. It's um, it's a bit. It's one of those ones where you got you got awards for everything. You got awards for like best art on the cabinet and back glass, and you also got best art on the playfield. Mm. Um, so unsurprisingly, Godzilla won them both. Um, best um, theme integration, well, Godzilla again. Best toy, Godzilla. Best innovation, Godzilla. Best, best flip about <laughs> Yes. Best playfield layout, Godzilla. Best rules, Godzilla. Um, uh, there are a few others um, managed to get a, get their foot in the door there. Uh, Zeppelin got best lighting effects, which is not really surprising, with the expression lighting kit. Um, this, is for, this is for games which came out in twenty. 21. 21, yes. So it was basically it's a stern fest because <laughs> yes. Jersey Jack didn't come out with a new game. Yes, it was it was that or it was pretty much um, either um, Ultraman or um, Halloween as well. But um, there was there was also some P3 games came out as well in that time, such as Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, which um, got got some votes but uh, didn't win in any categories. I don't think. Um, and then there was there was there were sort of more um, media based awards for like street pinball streaming and podcasting and writing and and all that kind of stuff. Which, if you want to find out all the results, then uh, just search for pinball industry awards. And um, I couldn't actually find a website for it directly, but I'm sure it's listed there. It's certainly on on Facebook if you uh, if you use that, then you can you can go there. The, I haven't seen a sort of a big list of all the awards, but there are there are there are um, some videos of the uh, the announcements of the awards if you want to watch that, or there are also lists of some of the awards in in, in different groups. So uh, it's all there. Um, congratulations to the winners. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just read that the Pinball Industry Awards actually won an award for most underrated award ceremony. Oh right, okay. Well, congratulations to them. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> really, I never guessed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. So uh, I suppose that uh, that brings us to the uh, conclusion of our show. Oh, hold on. Um, I did get a text uh, from our good friend Gary Flower. Oh, God, we've got back Gary, didn't we? Oh yeah. Well, I didn't forget about him, but it's not top of mind uh, either. Um, What's he saying? Got some great news. Would be great to come on your show. Would that be a good idea? Oh, um, I think right. so. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. No, oh, here's he again. What's that? Yeah. Okay, I'm available now. Okay. okay. Let's, how about we give him a call? So. Um, okay. We'll 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 do that right at the end. Um, I thought we were at the end. Oh right, okay. Oh, in that case, let's um, let's let's wrap this up then. And uh, um, thank you for listening to this this month's pincast for January twenty twenty two. We'll uh, we'll be back 
next month, the beginning of March, looking back at February and all the pinball events that happened then. And um, in the meantime, we'll uh, I'll say goodbye and then we'll we'll hand over to uh, to to Gary and see what John, uh, what Jonathan and Gary have got to say. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to say goodbye as well, and then uh, we'll give Gary a call. Okay. So, uh, bye for now, um, uh, and we'll be back. Uh, uh, we'll see you next month. Of, yep. Yeah, next month, and maybe sooner if there's breaking news. Yep, okay. So, Here we let's, go. Uh, let's call Gary. Let's okay, have bye. Gary. Bye.